The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. There have been many conversations in recent years regarding state influence over sport and the endless money and resources that they're quite controversially able to provide. Following the news this week that the Saudis, a public investment fund and the PGA Tour have merged, it seems as though Saudi Arabia will have more control over sport than ever. And here to talk through uh, the week's events with me is Gavin Cooney, sports writer with the 42 at .ie. Thanks for joining us, Gavin. Hey, Frank. Now, sports washing obviously becoming a bigger problem than ever. And the last week just goes to show that it's it's not just in the golf world, but also in, in the football world. Oh, yes. Quite a week. I mean, so the uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund effectively nationalised four of their top football clubs in the Saudi Arabian League. They, they brought them within the purview of the public investment fund, which has allowed them to throw... Uh, kind of godless amounts of money at aging superstars. So Karim Benzema has left Real Madrid for a $200 million uh, job uh, with Al Etihad in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Injury-prone Chelsea midfielder N'Golo Kante has signed for the same club and uh, reported $100 million a year. So that money is sort of crazy. And then, you know, flick through some other news headlines uh, in the back pages this week, Frank. You'll read about a Qatari investment tabling another bid for Manchester United. Uh, you'll have read about Lionel Messi leaving the Qatar on PSG, uh, not for Saudi Arabia, as it turns out, but to go to MLS uh, and Inter-Miami. And then amid it all, you almost, almost feel a little bit sorry for Abu Dhabi, uh, whose Manchester City project is meant to reach its apogee in the Champions League final on Saturday night. But it's been totally overshadowed this week, obviously, uh, mostly uh, by Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and particularly, I suppose, what's happening with Live Golf and and the PGA Tour. Um, and Rory McIlroy, you know, I want to get your thoughts on Rory McIlroy because over the past 18 months or so, he has basically been the poster boy for the PGA Tour. He has come out swinging in its defence. He has lambasted those who joined uh, Live and it all seems now that it was all for nothing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's Rory McIlroy gave a press conference uh, at the Canadian Open on Wednesday, I think it was, after this news broke, and he he admitted uh, that he sat there feeling a little bit like a sacrificial lamb. We actually have a clip of Rory McIlroy. I think everybody was waiting with bated breath to see what he'd have to say after that deal was struck, and he did um, address the issue at a press conference at the Canadian Open this week, where he was asked about his thoughts on the PGA Tour's deal with Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Here's what he had to say: Whether you like it or not, the PIF are going to keep spending money in golf. At least the PGA Tour now controls how that money is spent. You know, so I'd, you know, if you're thinking about some, you know, one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds in the world, would you rather have them as a partner or, the, or an enemy? Um, at the end of the day, money talks and you'd rather have them as a partner. It's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and, you know, feeling like I've put myself out there and this is what happens. Again, removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf. There's no denying that. But... For me as an individual, yeah, I, there's just going to have to be conversations that are had. I see what's happened in other sports. I see what's happened in other businesses. And 
honestly, I've just resigned myself to the fact that this is this is what's going to happen. Like this is it's it's very hard to keep up with people that have more money than anyone else. <laughs> and again, if they want to put that money into the game of golf, then why don't we partner with them and make sure that it's done in the right way? And that's sort of where my head's at. I just thought listening to that, um, Gavin, he just sounds like a man who has been beaten into submission. I thought, you know, a couple of things that he said, that line there, it's very hard to keep up with people who have more money than anyone else. And neither he nor the mighty Tiger Woods were able to halt this decision by the PGA Tour. Do you think that is proof that ultimately these players, these superstar players are just pawns in corporations' plans to make more money? It would definitely appear so, uh, Frank. There was a fantastic line on the Ringer, the American sports website, by the writer Kevin Clark about this, who, who wrote that Rory McIlroy has learned through this that uh, in today's world, if you don't sell out, someone will sell you out on their behalf. And that's ultimately what has happened here. That that resignation in McIlroy's voice, I think, is, is, go, is very resonant. There was another line from that press conference uh, that McElroy talking about the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia's interest in golf, he said they wanted to do this and they weren't going to stop. So, you know, when, when a, a regime, when a nation state with limitless resources like the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund want a piece of your sport, you're effectively powerless to stop them. And I think that's the par- almost parable of this story involving Liv and the PGA Tour because Liv, but this, what this story has shown, has exposed, is what Live Golf always was. It was never meant to be a, a successful, or coherent business. It was never meant to grow the game in other parts of the world and for a younger audience with its shotgun starts and its fifty-four holes and its golfers playing in shorts and its golf but louder slogan. It was really just a method of siege uh, from the Saudi sovereign wealth fund. They set this up. They tempted many of the PGA's top guys with eye-watering sums of money, uh, which then in turn meant the PGA Tour had to stump up more cash than ever to keep other golfers out of their clutches, which means the PGA Tour were spending more money than ever before on a diminished pro- uh, product because of the players who had defected. And ultimately, uh, that had to bring them to the bargaining table. The, the money was going to run out. So uh, <laughs> the live almost manufactured a crisis by which the PGA Tour said, OK, we have a number we'll meet. And the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund were only, ha- only too happy to write the check. Yeah, it's, uh, so it, it's, sorry, it's interesting ahead. to see. I mean, the point that you make there, it's interesting to see the likes of Padraig Harrington, who was tweeting today. I don't know if you saw it, but he said that he initially thought that this was some sort of a hostile takeover, but that it's clear now over the past few days that it was a deal to stop lawsuits. And I suppose it all happened very quickly. Everybody is still trying to digest the significance of it. But... Among the questions for me that remain unanswered is how the head of the of the PJ Tour, Jay Monaghan, has managed to keep his job because I think it is fair to say that his U-turn on Live Golf has been truly shameful. Shocking. I, 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 can, I can't remember too many about faces as abrupt and ultimately as distasteful as this. It's only a year ago this week that he attended the Canadian Open and went on CBS with Jim Nance uh, and responded to a question about the 9-11 families mm. by saying uh, that no one on the PGA Tour had anything to apologise for, uh, by which he inferred that everyone in Live and in Bed of the Saudis had to apologise uh, to the 9-11 families. And then this week, Jay Monaghan just announced this deal that he cut in secret 
with those very same people involved in the Live Tour and the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. It's extraordinary. And, you know, he, he's, he is defending it by saying this is a good deal for the PGA Tour. This is what we needed. And he's right. I mean, in one way, he's, he's, he's effectively eliminated golf, uh, live golf with this deal. He's brought the Saudis into the house. He's, he remains as, as commissioner. In theory, the PGA Tour will retain control because they'll have a majority, a voting uh, majority block on this new entity. But, but the PIF and its chairman, uh, Yasser al-Rumayan, is the chairman of this new entity and they're bankrolling it. So, you know, we'll have to see how much control they have uh, in reality when these things shake out. But it, it, it's just... It's it's just that almost yeah of almost shameful distaste mm. was that about face and I'm not really sure how anyone is going to trust what this guy says from now on. Uh, his his he remains in his position as of now. I would have, I would have thought it was un, untenable. He had a very heated meeting with uh, players on the PGA Tour the evening uh, after this uh, merger deal was announced. Uh, there was uh, one of the players said it was ninety percent of the players were against Jay Monaghan and 10% were, were slightly in support. At one point, someone called for him to resign and there was a round of applause uh, among many other members in the room. So his, yeah. his position, he, he's teetering on the edge, you would imagine, but uh, he got the deal done and under the deal, uh, <laughs> the deal also handily includes a chief executive position of the new role uh, for one of the new entity uh, for one Jay Monaghan. Yeah, well, look, talking about money, I would give an awful lot of pennies for Rory McIlroy's thoughts because he was the one coming out to bat for Jay Monaghan in the PGA Tour and look what, he's, look what he's done to him. But look, we're almost out of time, but I do want to ask you finally then, I know it's a question that's not easily answered. There are so many unanswered questions, but what is the future of Live Golf then? Will it just go away as, as Rory McIlroy seems to think it will or will it stay and thrive uh, like Greg Norman says, do you think? Uh, I would say it's more likely to be the former than the latter. Mm. Greg Norman was conspicuous by his absence in any of this. He wasn't named in any of the statements. He was told about it only minutes before the deal was announced on CNBC. Uh, Jimmy Dunn, who is a member of the PGA Tour board who who helped put this deal, effectively said that this will be the end of Live. It will become under the control of the PGA Tour now. So you would imagine that Live Golf and its current guys um, will not be played, probably will not be played as early as next year. And will not be missed. Um, Gavin Cooney, sports writer with the 42.ie. Thank you so much. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-